Welcome to the Stork Storytime Podcast at the North Liberty Community Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, then this podcast is for you. Just as it's never too late to develop a love of reading, it's never too early either. My name is Jennifer Jordabrek, and I'm the Assistant Director at the North Liberty Community Library. Hi, my name is Emily O'Sheridan-Tabor, and I am the Family Services Librarian at the North Liberty Community Library. Our guest speakers today are Megan Van Lahr and Tessa Lancaster. They're speech pathologists at the Enrichment Therapy and Learning Center. Welcome, Megan and Tessa. Thank you. Hi, good to be here. Hi. Before we begin, can you guys tell us a little bit about what you do as a speech pathologist? Sure. Um, We work with a variety of different skills, and so we uh, thought we'd briefly discuss each of those areas. Uh, One area we address is articulation, which is the production of speech sounds so that children can improve their speech intelligibility or the extent to which others understand their speech. Another area we address in therapy is language. We work on a wide range of language skills, including receptive language, which is understanding language, and expressive language, which is using language to express thoughts, wants, and needs. We work on reading here, and we address the phonological awareness skill of understanding the relationship between written and spoken language, which helps children achieve reading and spelling success. In addition to all of those skills, we also work on social skills Um, with children. This includes turn-taking, eye contact, initiating conversations, handling certain situations appropriately. Um, uh, We also do feeding and oral motor skills here. Um, We work with children who are picky eaters, um, those who have some sort of texture aversions, um, and we also work on the strength and coordination of their oral structures and muscles. Um, We also have a learning specialist here at the office who sees children in preschool and in grade school um, in a classroom setting during the school year, and this is called our LEAP program, which stands for Language Enrichment Academic Program, and they work on reading, math, science, and social studies, um, but with an emphasis on language, both expressive and receptive, Um, and it also is a great opportunity for social skills practicing. Interesting. That Wonderful. sounds really cool. That is a wide range of skills that you guys work with. I wasn't <laughs> yes, aware of. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> During each of our podcasts, we're going to focus on a specific early literacy skill and how children learn those skills. We're also going to talk about some tips for new and expecting parents so they will feel more confident in their role as their child's first teacher. Today, Megan and Tessa are going to talk with us specifically about the letter knowledge skill. As a review, the six early literacy skills our vocabulary, which is just knowing what words mean, print motivation, which is a baby's relationship with a book, them enjoying books and being able to um, understand them, print awareness, which is how babies learn to orient a book, which way it goes, that we read left to right, how babies turn pages, narrative skills, which we covered in our pod- our last podcast with Karen, which is just 
knowing how um, knowing what happens in a story. So if you go to a birthday party or you're reading about a birthday party, that there'll may most likely be candles and cake at that. Letter knowledge, which we're going to be talking about today, which is just knowing what the letters are and what their sounds make. And then phonological awareness, which builds upon that, which knowing what sounds letters make when they're put together and knowing that a b sound goes with a b. And as I said, today we'll be talking more about letter knowledge. So something parents can do to help their children understand letter knowledge is point out letters when they're reading a book or um, read books that have contrasting things such as different faces or shapes or black and white colors. And then also to do simple puzzles with the children, whether it's a letter puzzle or an animal puzzle, you can walk through those with your children and say, oh, a dog starts with a D. Here it is. And the D sound makes D, D, D for dog. So Megan and Tessa, if you'd like to share with us um, how you incorporate that literacy skill of letter knowledge, how in your everyday work with children, kind of different skills and things that you do with them for our listeners. Sure. Well, letter knowledge is um, very important in order to learn how to read, obviously. And so it's it's the knowledge that the same letter um, can look different. So uppercase versus lowercase, um, different fonts, and understanding that um, letters have names, letters are related to sounds, like you mentioned. Um, and this also ties into articulation skills um, in that some children have to improve their awareness of sounds and language in order to understand um, that different speech sounds are articulated differently. Interesting. I know never really thought about kids not understanding that different letters have different shapes when they're upper and lowercase. Like B's especially, I know a lot of kids get them mixed up, mm -hmm. so to know what an uppercase B looks like as opposed to a lowercase B. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to distinguish between B and D. Mm -hmm. A lot of children get those mixed up as well. Um, so, as we said before, we work with a wide range of age groups here. Um, so, when we're working with children who are more in the baby toddler stage, um, we really want to just start describing things to them using all kinds of words um, such as color and shape. Um, we really want them to start distinguishing between similar and different things. Um, and this is a foundation for identifying the differences between letters that they see. Um, so at this age, we just really want to bombard them with vocabulary. Um, so we talk to them about everything, and we encourage parents to do the same thing. Um, we describe pictures in books that we're looking at. We talk about what they are doing when they're playing with toys. We narrate um, the playing scenario. Um, we talk about what is happening around them, like, oh, mommy is cooking breakfast right now, or, oh, look, that bird is flying high up in the sky, something like that. So, That's one thing that's really nice about um, story times. I think it's always fun to have the kids be more interactive in the story time. So if I'm reading a book about something and they'll say, oh, well, what's the word croak mean? I'll say, well, does everybody know what a frog does? What does a frog do? And then they'll all say, ribbit, ribbit. Well, that's another <laughs> word for croaked. And I'll have them all do the bigger of it sounds kids usually like a lot. Yes. Yeah. So then uh, moving on to uh, kids who are a little bit older, um, preschool age kids, um, to help those children gain letter knowledge, we can introduce letter names and sounds in a variety of ways. Some things that we do here uh, to work on that are include focus focusing on identifying letters and sounds in the child's name. Um, they're really motivated to learn their own name and learn those letters, so we try to focus on that. 
Um, we also work on finding the letters of the child's name, for example, in a book or just by playing I Spy. Uh, we work on finding those letters that are more familiar to that child. We show the children um, two letters and ask them to identify either a letter or a sound from the field of two. So that's a good starting point when children are first working on identifying letters or sounds. Um, some other fun activities that we might do to um, help children learn those letters and sounds would be digging um, for letters in a bucket of sand or beans, um, using the letters after they found them to spell out some words or names. Fun. Yeah, yeah they really like those yes, things. Yes, they do. Um, and finally, asking the children to trace letters, um, whether you're doing that on paper or with an iPad app, um, which is always motivating for kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> So um, tracing letters, creating letters in a fun way, using Play-Doh, shaving cream, things like that. Um, those are activities that are really fun for preschool age kids. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then moving on to school age children, um, we just continue to expose them to letters and the sound associations. Um, and we focus on words that begin with each sound that those letters make. Um, so activities for this might include a craft project for each letter of the alphabet, um, making a collage or something like that, um, going on a scavenger hunt looking for items beginning with certain sounds, um, or just identifying the letters that they see in their everyday life, like in books or just signs around town or um, just, just things that they see around the house every day. Hey, great ideas. Those are some simple things that um, families can do with their children mm -hmm. um, when they have time, just a few minutes here and there throughout the day. What would be some suggestions um, where we're focusing on like our new and expecting families? Mm -hmm. So even if the child is not born yet, um, the letter knowledge like singing the ABCs, is that a good thing to do? Yeah, definitely. Singing the ABCs um, and, you know, reading to your child, even mm -hmm. though they're not born yet, um, they can still hear you. So that's good early knowledge. Great, great. And then after, so those new families that just have the new children, um, if there's other kids currently in the family or the grandparents or the um, spouse or parents, significant other, there's lots of ways that families could all be involved as well in this literacy skill, right? Definitely, yeah. Um, any member of the family can do these fun activities that we've described with um, with their um, their children or siblings um, and, you know, working together and making it fun. It's a good way to, to learn those letters, though. Mm -hmm. Something that I always really enjoyed with my daughters were when my youngest was born, when my oldest would be reading a book, I would say, well, point out the letter, the letter A. They have the first uh, letter in their name is both A. So and I'm like, and say say all the things that start with A in our house. So you say Adina and Amara and Abdurrahman and there's an apple. And so that was always fun for my older to have some time um, that she's involved in like when I was nursing or the baby was like just sitting on the floor to her doing nothing. So she was able to be involved with that. Sure. So do you know how common um, like speech delay is in children or how do you get children um, referred to you? <laughs> well, um, we have a list of uh, ages and stages that we often hand out to parents. Um, and so if a parent is suspecting some sort of delay, um, we do offer free screenings and we can do full evaluations if necessary just to see if the children are delayed in their speech or language or social skills um, or reading skills as well. So, 
Okay, that's good to know. So if you're a parent, um, you know, I'm concerned maybe that your child's not babbling at the appropriate time or starting to put those um, sounds together. Um, of course, with their well baby checkups and working with their pediatrician, mm-hmm. right. um, yeah. they could work and um, eventually maybe come to see you then as a result. Mm-hmm. Yep, we get a lot of um, referrals from physicians who have maybe noticed some um, skill areas that might be delayed in uh, in their patients, and then we um, we do get referrals that way too. So, yeah, it might involve the you know the well check and and the doctor noticing something like that. And sometimes it's the parents themselves who notice and have a little yeah. bit of concern. So Often they might compare their child to an a older sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not be developing at the same rate. Or when the child starts attending daycare or preschool, they start comparing to the other children in the classroom. And then they see, oh, my child is a little bit delayed. So then they can come in and see if they're on track or, or if we can help. Get some resources, yeah. stuff they can do with them to mm-hmm. improve. Mm-hmm. Great. Definitely. Good. Wonderful. So in conclusion, we today talked with Megan and Tessa at the Enrichment Therapy and Learning Center, and we talked about the importance of letter knowledge, and that's just helping your baby and child understand what letters, uh, the uh, sorry, the letters and the sounds that they make and how that they can be different, and then also recognizing those letters um, in print. So thanks to Megan and Tessa for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening. I'm learning a little bit more about what you can do with your child both before and after they're born uh, to help with that early literacy skill, letter knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our Stork Storytime podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. And remember, just as it's never too late to learn early literacy skills and develop a love of reading, it's never too early either.